0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Deserts of Plenty. Uh, my name is Ralph. I'm an improv teacher. Yeah, I'm an improv teacher, basically. That's what I do. Uh, and I, um, I created this podcast because uh, when I look around the world, I see a lot of. Um, well, like I would say, we are awash in calories but lacking in nutrition. We are awash in experiences but lacking in connection. And awash in information, but lacking in knowledge. And, um, you know, just to, I created this because I just needed to talk about it and sort it out for myself. And uh, anybody who's interested, please come along for the ride. So, yeah, it seems like, uh, I was reading this book, uh, Factfulness, uh, which I recommend. And it's a book about, uh, it's this doctor who's worked in many parts of the world, who makes the case that. Despite, you know, how bad we all think it is, actually, the world is much, much better off in general than it was uh, even a few years ago. Like the, the best time to be alive in the history of the planet, if you're a human being, no matter your race or sexual orientation, religion, whatever is right now. You know, if you were just a random person, that's not to say that everything's perfect. It's, it's of course not like, you know, two things can be true at the same time. Things can be better, but they can still be a long way to go. And that's uh that's that's hard for a lot of us to understand but uh, you know that's in his book he makes that case that um you know the general perception is that things are getting worse and there are things that are worse for sure like you know the environment and the havoc that we're wreaking upon it but at the you know at the expense of that environment you know what has happened well we've lifted a huge amount of people out of what he calls level one poverty uh, into level two level three and level four level four is the affluent quote-unquote West um, level and level one is pretty much extreme poverty where people make less than a dollar a day and um, but the number of people living in absolute poverty or, or living in level one type poverty Is as a percentage of the population the lowest it has ever been the number of people dying in conflicts as a percentage of the population the lowest it's ever been and of course that does little to comfort people who live in Yemen or Syria or Iraq or the Ukraine Um, but as a percentage of the population the people involved in conflict lowest it's ever been in the history of the planet the number of people in uh it involves you know who are slaves lowest it's ever been in the history of the planet 99.99999 percent of all people who have ever lived would trade places with you in a heartbeat and that's true now i think relativism is uh i can't say the word uh fraught with problems i'll say because i'm trying to keep this pg um but it is still something that you know, when you're thinking about practicing gratitude, one thing you can do is think about all the terrible things that are happening to you right now. Like, what's what bad thing is not happening to me? Oh, I know. I'm not embroiled in a war. You know, I don't have to go to bed fearing that bombs will drop in my head or that someone that I love will be killed today, tomorrow. Maybe they're already dead. You know, I don't have that. And I know I don't speak for everybody, but for myself, I'm not facing you know, a terminal illness that I know of. So I can be grateful for that. Uh, I'm grateful for my, you know, so yeah, think about all the terrible things that could happen to you. I'm not, I don't have to worry where my next meal is coming from. Throughout history, people have had to worry about things like that. I don't. And that's great, you know, and it does make me feel gratitude. So again, relativism, uh, BS, put that that way, but there is something in understanding that, boy oh boy there but for the grace of god go i i could have had that kind of life and i don't and that's that's great (laughs) you know to put it mildly that's pretty outstanding and um you know if i were to die right now you know i would have still i would like, wow what an amazing life i've had what an incredible rich experience that i have had and continue to have like i'm not i hope i don't drop dead tomorrow but even if i were like i still was oh no no i wouldn't trade i wouldn't trade places with anyone on this planet right now you couldn't pay me enough to trade places with any single person i don't want anybody else's life but the one i have right now and i'm exactly where i want to be and i feel that all the time you know there's something about surrendering control to the universe two ways to be happy which i think i've said before get what you want or don't want anything (laughs) you get rid of the things you're striving for. I'm obsessed with this idea of happiness and what is happiness and how do we achieve it? And uh, how do we keep it? And is it really something that we should be striving for? Uh, A lot of philosophers or philosophies, whatever have said, no, not for happiness, but for meaning, for connection. I think those are all true. I think happiness is a byproduct that comes and the things that we think will make us happy. Don't, you know, and that's not to say that you know certain a level of money can't buy happiness because i you know i would never look at somebody who's struggling to pay their rent and say like well money can't buy happiness i mean they would deservedly punch me in the face and i would yeah punch myself in the face if i said that to them um uh, but from everything that i've read and understood after a certain point you know money will not make you happier but up to a certain point but certainly and I've read different numbers, but I think that number, I guess, you know, depending on where you live and, and I am of course, just talking about the U S and Canada, my experience in mean Canada is my experience. It's something around 90 to a hundred thousand dollars household income beyond that, the happiness does not, you know, go up much as you increase income, but certainly having an ability to not worry about things. Uh, send your kids to college, have them have a better life than you had if you have children, or knowing that you're not going to die alone on the street because you've got things and resources to take care of yourself, and you know where your meals are coming from, and you live comfortably, and you can go on trips, and those kinds of things um, beyond a certain point. You know, there's no... um, money does not equate with happiness. So, stuff doesn't bring happiness... But, of course, a lack of stuff can certainly bring misery. As my father used to say, money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure makes your misery a lot easier to bear. That's very true. (laughs) You know, it's distracting, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, so that's it for today. It's just a little check-in and, you know, gratitude. And I think, you know, it's it's so good, you know, for me and my mental health to think about gratitude and be grateful for everything that's happened to me, even the bad stuff, because even the people that have transgressed against me, I look and like, thank you for showing me who you are. And boy, I dodged a bullet there. Or what I have learned, like the narcissists in my life have taught me so much. You know, it's hard <laughs> to be grateful. I'm grateful to those experiences, not to the person. You know, it's like judgment. I judge, I judge actions all the time but I don't judge people very much. Uh, Now, that changes when people transgress against others. Then I will judge them harshly, but I do not judge people harshly. Anyway, that's it for today. I just wanted a little check-in. I hope you're having a great uh, day. You know, where I am, it's sunny and warm and beautiful, and I'm enjoying that immensely. All right, so we'll see you back here next time for another episode of Deserts of Plenty. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.